I know many of you uh, celebrated this past week uh, with some sort of Thanksgiving meal and uh, likely some family traditions around Thanksgiving uh, that even go beyond food, um, like uh, offering expressed uh, versions of what you're thankful for. And uh, I know that's been something many families do and, and enjoy doing and just being reminded at least once a year collectively about the things that we are thankful about. And uh, we as a church had the opportunity last Sunday evening to gather right here in this space and to be able to do that together, to, uh, to give uh, thanks to God and to celebrate what He is doing. And uh, like what I shared with the children a few moments ago, often our thanks uh, can be centered upon the things that we have, and, and that's good. Uh, we, we do need to be grateful for those things, of course. Uh, Thanksgiving can come from other sources as well. Uh, it's easy for us. Uh, to compare our lives with someone else. And when someone's going through a challenging season, yet that we are going through perhaps a more peaceful time, it's easy for us in comparison to thank the Lord that uh, we're not struggling with that issue. Maybe we have in the past, but we're not now, and we can be thankful for that. And I I suppose that that can be okay, but the challenge with that is that comparing ourselves with other people is a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because when we begin to make that too big of a habit and a practice, in our lives, then um, if uh, we can also look the other way, and when other people seem to have much more or a greater success, then we can uh, move the other direction and begin to lose gratitude and contentment for ourselves. So pitying others um, is not perhaps the best uh, source for our thanksgiving. There are times as well when relief after a difficult season can bring a sense of thanks and gratitude for God. How many of you have been driving a little too fast and there on the side of the road you see a police car or highway patrolman and as you zoom past you hit your brakes and you look in the rearview mirror praying perhaps (laughs) that that car does not pull out behind you and lights do not start flashing. And when you continue to drive and that car stays put... Out of that relief, how many of you have said, thank you, God? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Relief can come, or uh, thanksgiving can come from a lot of different sources. But part of what uh, I think we learn out of our passage today, Psalm 107, if you want to open your Bibles there, Psalm 107 is a little bit more and beyond just the circumstantial thanks that can fill our heart, and moving us toward a more foundational place of normal living day-to-day with a thankful heart. Not because of the circumstances around our life that can change, and they ebb and flow, and we have good days and bad days and happy months and sad months and joy-filled quarters and really challenging quarters in our lives. And if we're only thankful in response to those realities, then that really makes a challenge for our ongoing living. God wants us, I believe, to learn to build a foundation of thanksgiving into our lives where it becomes something we practice and we learn to do day by day by day, not in response to the circumstantial reality around us, but built upon the foundation of God's love and God's faithfulness to you and to me. We're going to read the first um, few verses 
There's 43 verses in this psalm. We're not, uh, we don't have time to read it all together today, but I do commend it to you today or this week to go back and read. I'm going to try to outline it uh, briefly for you. But here's how it begins. Psalm 107, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, those He redeemed from the hand of the foe, those He gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south. We're going to pause there. This psalm is written on the heels of the Israelites returning from their exile. They had stopped at one season of their collective life. They had stopped being thankful for the love and the continuity and the presence and the power of God in their collective lives, and they went off course. And as a consequence, God exiled them to the nations, and now they're being brought back, and this psalm is in response to that. And in part, I think, it's for them to learn not just a circumstantial thanksgiving, or a uh, seasonal thanksgiving, or a a one-time-a-year-at-a-particular-holiday thanksgiving, but a life reality that expresses thanks to God because of His ongoing faithfulness. It's a foundation of thanksgiving. As we step into our Christmas season in in next week, one of my all-time favorite Christmas films is the musical Scrooge. And uh, out of that, uh, my favorite version of it is the 1973 version, I think. But probably my favorite character out of it is Bob Cratchit. Because Bob Cratchit exemplifies the type of thankful heart, regardless of circumstances or situational realities, that that I think uh, this passage is helping us consider. Here's what Bob Cratchit, you might remember, he he worked for his boss, Ebenezer Scrooge. You know that Ebenezer Scrooge was the old miser. He he held tightly fisted around his money, and even on Christmas Eve, he made Bob Cratchit work late, was reluctant to give him his wages, but when he finally gives them, off he goes, and Bob Cratchit even negotiated to get not just a half a day off, of work on Christmas Day the next day, but the entire day, reluctantly, Ebenezer Scrooge says, okay, but come back all the earlier the following day. That's the great guy that Ebenezer Scrooge was. But here Bob Cratchit leaves the office. He gets his money and he puts his shillings in his pocket. This is supposed to sound like shillings, but it's not working so well. He walks over to his children as they're going through the village. It's just a hubbub of activity. And here's what he says. He sees his kids, and and I love it. I think there's three of them. And he walks to them and he goes, He goes, Hello, children. I've got 15 shillings in my pocket, I do. And the kids, they're like, 15 shillings? That's right. And off they go on their little party. Even in that day of 19th century London, you couldn't get a whole lot for 15 shillings. But that never bothered Bob Cratchit. Because Bob Cratchit knew, and you see it in other vignettes through the the film, is that he knew what it was to live a life of gratitude, not responding just to the circumstances of his life, but being able to live beyond those circumstances. I had an encounter when I was 17 years old. I've shared this story before. 
Well, my best friend, his dad, was a longtime state senator in the state where I grew up. And he had, he had been a state senator probably sitting for 15 or more years. He'd won multiple consecutive elections. And at 17 years old, I kind of helped very briefly. Um, can't even remember what I did. I encouraged him during the election, <laughs> during the campaign. But the day after the election, he lost his first election in a lot of years. And I didn't quite know what to say to him, but I was over at the house. And there was just a sense of sadness. And um, here comes Norman, my friend's dad. He walks in and I said, Norman... I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't know what to say. And here's what he said to me. He says, Bryce, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I said, wow. That's the kind of life response I want to give back to God, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation, whether I'm responding happily to the moment or not. Uh, not that everything is good or that we pretend everything is good. That's not the point. But the point is we can move beyond the reality and the circumstances of our current reality, looking at God and His constancy in our lives and thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has at least three dimensions that I just want to look at briefly today. The first of those is perspective. Perspective. The second is that thanksgiving is an active quality that we have to practice. And then third, thanksgiving... It has a direction. Thanksgiving is directive, and it is to be directed to God if we're going to live a day-to-day reality of being thankful people, of having an attitude of gratitude in all that we do. Thanksgiving has and must have a perspective. Throughout this passage of Psalm 107, there are four pictures of human struggle that are given to which uh, the response continues to come. Uh, out of these troubles, um, the, the people continued... Uh, well, let me find it. It says uh, uh, four different times, four different pictures. The, the response is, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble... And He delivered them from their distress. And then right on the heels of that, four different times this pattern is repeated. It says that uh, He led them by the straight way, and it says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for the people. Four different pictures. It, it pictures people who are lost and wandering, and God steps in to find them and to guide them. The second picture is one of prisoners who are in darkness and in shackles, and God steps in and frees them and allows them to experience the, the fullness of life that only God provides. And then the third picture is that of people who are suffering the, the bitter fruit of poor life choices, and that God steps into those situations and He restores and heals people in those situations. And then it describes, finally, people who are lost at sea in the storm-tossed reality, and God steps in and rescues the people. People in the midst of a storm that... Uh, I remember a few years ago, our family was in the Houston area, this ginormous thunderstorm came through, my kids had never seen a thunderstorm like this, where you had not gray clouds, but black clouds, and the, they were broken up with this silvery white lightning, and I mean, it rained, and it rained, and it rained, and the thunder boomed over and over again, shaking the windows in the house. And it's in moments like that where you realize, even for a brief second, wow, there really are a lot of things in life that I just cannot control. 
And this fourth picture is like that people in a moment of realizing before God how out of control and small they are and how good God is in coming and wrapping them up in that moment. Perspective is one dimension of being able to give thanks in an ongoing daily way. It's self-perspective. It's knowing who we are and who God is. It's knowing how God has grown us. It's knowing the person maybe we were 15 or 20 years ago when we accepted Jesus into our life and, and seeing the various ways that He's developed your life and grown your life. And it's not forgetting from whence you have come as Jesus is being formed more and more in you. And it's learning to celebrate that. It's perspective about where we've been and where God now has taken us and is moving us in. It's seeing our, ourselves clearly. Giving thanks in this way is, is about perspective. It's about seeing clearly. There's also a second dimension. It's about it's an active quality. It's not a passive thing. You know, with children, we're always... We're always training children to, to engage manners, right? Say please and thank you. How many times, parents, have you told your children, would you please say thank you? <laughs> Somebody does something and, and they just walk away, the child does, not thinking to say thank you. Maybe they feel it, but they're not saying it. And so thanking and thankfulness is, is an activity that we have to be trained to do. And just like a child is trained in the, the moments of a day to be grateful in response to what happens, so we learn to train our adult lives and hearts to be thankful in everyday moments. You see, the people in the midst of their trials and their difficulties, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. So they are to be the people who learn to give Thanks. It's actively thankful today because we've known what God has done in the past. And so we can be thankful as we are reminded regularly of what He's done in the past because we learn to trust what God will do in the future. And so we can already stand today thankful for what tomorrow will bring. Do you think about your life that way? Do you go to bed at night trying to be thankful for what the morning will bring as you lay your head on your pillow to sleep, knowing that God, as you are asleep and out of commission for the next six or seven hours, did you know God is at work? Did you know God doesn't sleep? When the night sky surrounds you and the moon is high, God is preparing the day ahead of you. And to learn to prepare our hearts to step into the next day with a thankful heart, not just because of whatever may come, but beyond it, because of the faithfulness of our loving God. We learn to give thanks in all things. And then finally, giving thanks has a perspective of self. It is an active pursuit, but then it's directed it's not just a general sense of thanks. Susan and I, when uh, Owen was first born, we one of our favorite children's singers, he had a song, it's very simply titled, Give Thanks. It's a great song. We love it. It loved it. But we would often comment to each other, I wonder who he's thanking. He's like, give thanks for the, the sun and the flowers and the rain. I mean, it's great. But our question, I don't know, just the way we think at least, was I wonder who he's thankful to. 
or what it is that wells up this thanksgiving. You see, biblically, thanksgiving, if we're to move beyond just situational or just looking in our box at the stuff that we have and being thankful just for that, or thankful just because I'm happy, to move beyond that, to be thankful for what God has done and who God is, that that is the type of uh, directive thanksgiving. Not only are they told to give thanks, but they are to give thanks to the Lord. You see, in the end, we learn that being thankful is really less about who we are or what we have. It's less about that, and it's so much more about who God is and what God has done. That's what thanksgiving allows us to do. That's what being able to every day say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. Even if things this day are pretty crummy, we learn beyond that to give thanks and to trust God through it because He walks with us. I had the opportunity the day before Thanksgiving this week to visit some friends up in the Portland, Oregon area. Friends, uh, husband and wife, they now have two children. And uh, we had the opportunity to encounter them about 20 or so years ago. And um, when we met Sandy, she had never, um, never knew anything about God. She had never been around any people who thought or talked about God in her life. Had no idea what Easter was. Um, she had grown up in Portland. And uh, uh, we, uh, and a whole group of us, began to just spend some time with her, began to share our lives with her, began to talk about why Jesus is important to us and the difference that He makes in our lives and in our marriages. And um, then later as we began to be parents and that sort of thing. Uh, but she eventually came to give her life to the Lord. And as we caught up for a few hours, um, I just passed by and I imposed myself upon them. You know, there was a, their house became an inn for me that actually had room. And it was very lovely. But as we, we talked... Uh, she and her husband, they own a couple of restaurants, and by, by every uh, you know, worldly measure, they're, they're doing quite well. But the, the thing that she expressed gratitude for was the fact that through me and others, that God had introduced Himself to her, and how life was very confusing for her until that moment. And until God entered into her life, and she opened herself up to receive Jesus into her life. And uh, now she went on to tell me how because of that encounter, her sister now has uh, become a Christian, come to faith in Christ. She's been baptized. Her cousin has now recently been baptized and come to faith. They talked about their two daughters and how they're a little evangelist at their school, and it was really funny. In fact, the dad came in and he was saying, yeah, when uh, the, the day that they had arranged for their girls to be baptized, they had arranged it uh, with the church, and he had invited... Um, about 20 of his family members, some of them from Hawaii, from far, far distances had come to uh, be at, at their daughter, granddaughter's baptism day. And uh, as the pastor gets up, normally they do announcements like we do. And if there's a baptism that day, he will mention, you know, after the service, we're going to go down to the lake and have a baptism. But that morning, before, uh, as the service was getting started, he didn't mention it. Here Matt is with 20 members of his family from all over the country, flown in for the baptism. He goes up to the pastor afterwards. He says, um, <clears throat> is there a baptism today? And the pastor says, no. So Matt had gotten the, uh, the date wrong. Um, 
And uh, so he explained, he's like, I've got so many family members. And so the pastor and some of the other staff, uh, they got together and they went on out to the lake and they had a baptism service uh, for for their two daughters. And it was a great day. He was so happy about it. But uh, that family now, because of, of two lives that came to faith and God continues to work through them and even in the midst of their life today, the thing that they're most thankful for isn't the circumstances of their life. It's the love of God. And it's the love that God demonstrated in coming into them and changing them. And they continue to walk with Him to this day. It's such a great picture and story. The question that I've been asking myself, and I ask you now, when you think about thanksgiving, is God the center of your thanksgiving? And does your thanksgiving, does it look at just what you have and therefore you can be thankful a lot, or you look at what you don't have and it steals you of thanksgiving? Or do you look beyond that, focusing on God and what He's done and that He has loved you so much? I want to encourage you today to go and find ways to refresh every day your thankful heart. Some people find it really helpful every day to take a moment and to list out ten things that they're thankful for. And then they thank God for those things. They could be big things. They could be small things. They could be regular things. They could be irregular, special things. But whatever it is, I mean, probably if we can't just off the top list off a hundred things that we're thankful for, um, maybe we need to practice this a little bit more. Um, And I mean little things. (laughs) Thankful for kitchen appliances or a spoon to stir your soup or whatever it might be. I just want to encourage you to go out today and to think about how you're thankful to God, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of the situational realities, recognizing that some days are just not very good and some evil that comes to your life is not good. It's not celebrating that, but it's thankful to God beyond it because He's the foundation of your past, your present, and your future. Father, we pray that You would help us be thankful people, that You would help us learn to walk every day, not forgetting to be thankful to You, not just giving lip service of thanksgiving, but letting our words of thanks to You spring from and be rooted in a heart that really is grateful. Not just because we're happy on this day, but we are grateful for who You are, God, and what You have done We want to be thankful people because You're worth our thanksgiving. Thank You. In Jesus' name we pray together. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite you to find your music folder. We're going to stand together. We're going to sing our last song together. And uh, you're invited today to make that a prayer-filled response to the Lord. Won't you stand as we sing?